What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Uh, this is News and Notes Edition, so this is going to be me quick hitting on some subjects here. I've done this in the past before, but I'm going to try to make it a regular thing, probably every Saturday. So uh, if you guys are uh, interested in that sort of thing, I'll be doing that. I'm trying to find things for me to... To like keep me regular uh, on on this podcast, uh, I kind of took the summer off uh, due to various circumstances. So um, I'm going to try to make um, Saturday news and notes a thing. Uh, so let's you know look forward to that if you like this sort of thing. Uh, on the docket today, we're going to talk about three subjects. Um, the first two are uh, in Jokic and then Lillard related. And then in the second half, I'm going to talk about the the looming NBA media deal. And I've heard some podcasts that kind of have touched on what's going on, uh, but have kind of, in my view, missed the overall point of what's going on. So I'll touch on that in the second half. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with uh, the NBA, or excuse me, the uh, the rumors going around uh, Damian Lillard that the the Blazers have picked up negotiations with teams that aren't the Heat. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, um, one of the teams out there is the Toronto Raptors, and of course, we in Nuggets land know about uh, all about Masai Ujiri and him taking chances. And um, he took a chance on Andre Iguodala in 2012. Um, he took a chance on Kawhi Leonard in 2019. And he took a ch he's maybe looking to take a chance on Damian Lillard in 2023. Uh, there's a difference between this um, and uh, the other two instances. Um, and I, I will get to that in a second. But uh, it's pretty clear that the Blazers are either looking for leverage against Miami or just they're not going to be dealing with them. Um, I think this is sorely underestimating Pat Riley, to be quite honest with you. I mean, Riley will just go out and get himself another star. I don't I don't I think I think Portland is is in the the spite area right now on this. Uh, obviously, you need to do what it takes to get to yourself a better deal, particularly with a guy who is uh, owed that many years on his contract. Keeping in mind, of course, Damian Lillard's age is probably the single greatest factor going against him and getting better offers. Um, he makes a lot of money and he will be 36 years old by the time this contract is ended. I think that more than anything else is the big issue that Lillard is facing. Um, but there is a, there is a other factor, which is Lillard obviously has made it point. He wants to go to Miami and he's, through Shams, a couple of weeks ago, he made a point to very specifically point out, say, I mean, Shams said, say, for instance, Toronto. Okay. It was kind of known in the league by that point that the Raptors were kicking the tires on um, Damian Lillard. And what Shams was doing was sending out a message via Shams, do not try to trade for me to the Raptors. Now, if there's any GM who's not going to be dissuaded by that, it's Masai Ujiri. We need to remember that Masai Ujiri is famously the person who was not dissuaded by Andre Iguodala's um, um, lack of desire to not enter free agency and also his desire to be on the coasts. 
Um, this is where Iguodala saw himself. This is something that on that Iggy probably, you know, if he had his druthers and he hit free agency, which is what was all, always his desired thing to do, uh, he would have uh, obviously probably gone to a place that, that resides on the coast, you know, a New York team. Uh, a, a coastal team. Also, he wanted to be around tech and all that stuff. And th there was a lot of factors that went on with Andre Iguodala. It spectacularly blew up in the Nuggets' faces. And really losing Iguodala along with the draft picks that were traded um, in order to get their draft pick that was traded in order to get Iguodala, along with trading Aaron Aflalo shortly after you signed him to an extension, kind of con hurt the nuggets um and this is something that masai ujiri would try would do again with Kawhi leonard now it quote unquote worked with Kawhi leonard i did a podcast on masai ujiri in uh about 20 when 2018 when he developed when he uh, traded for Kawhi, uh, and it was known that Kawhi had no desire to go to toronto and uh, uh what happened was they ended up trying heavily convincing Kawhi that he, he it's, it's in his best interest to just write out the last year of his deal and then uh you know see what happens after the season this was a bet that they could get to a, a title with uh Kawhi Leonard um and uh, obviously that worked in their favor by uh by winning the title in 2019 um now this is there's a massive difference between that and what's with Damian Lillard right now uh, Damian Lillard is older, he's owed a lot more money, and it's very clear he does not want to be in Toronto. And if Masai decides to gamble on this, it has been made known to Masai not to trade for Damian Lillard. It has been made known. This was a shot that was sent via Shams to say, do not trade for me. This has not dissuaded uh, Masai Ujiri. Um, if we, if rumors are to be believed, um, and I think if we're, if we're talking about Miami, obviously Lillard wants to go to Miami for multiple reasons, a cultural reason, uh, Bama Adebayo primarily, and obviously he wants to be there and he thinks that they will have the best chance to win the title. If, if, if Lillard goes to, to Toronto, I don't think there's any guarantee that the Raptors would win. Um, and Masai would try be trying to bet on a long-term play with, with Lillard, counting on him being forced to be there by the NBA. Um, this is something that is totally what Masai Ujiri would do, knowing him as I do. Um, it is a gamble. If the rumors are being too true, also there's the Indiana Pacers who are are looking at it right now. And um, there's a bunch of stuff going on. They're, they're really, what Portland's trying to do is, quote-unquote, get the best return for them. And obviously, things have gotten so personal between Dame and the, the Blazers that there could be some middle finger stuff going on right now. And um, that's what kind of concerns me a little here, that, that both sides have let this get too personal. And... Um, decisions made that you may regret may happen so we'll we'll, we'll be talking about this later on um hell a deal could happen anytime before the season or it could go into the season which is always a minefield all right the next topic i kind of want to cover is is this recently the, the Jokic conversation has come up again and it's done in a different way i mean harrison wind has been treating tweeting out some stuff here but i i will be honest with you the 
the the Bill Simmons conversation with uh, Austin Rivers is probably one of the reasons I have been a bit on the negative side with what the Nuggets have tried to do this offseason. Uh, people have pointed to the new restrictions and all that stuff, and it's for reasons why the Nuggets didn't more aggressively try to replace um, Bruce Brown. There's a couple things going on here, and I really want people to, rather than accuse me of being a Debbie Downer, I want people to actually listen to what I'm saying here. Austin Rivers was talking about Jokic. There's there's no guarantee he makes it to to you know as long as people think he will. Like the Duncan got to almost forty or around around forty. Um, there's no guarantee of that. Um, and this is one hundred percent true. Jokic is is not a guy. As as people in the league will tell you, he is a guy that who has never any hint that he will ever leave the Denver Nuggets because he's not in his personality. Um, what people will tell you is that um, him retiring in his prime is a legit concern. Um, and it's not like the Nuggets kind of have fancied themselves like like they're the Spurs. And this is the way they've operated for years now, even when Tom, when Tim Connolly was here, uh, even though Connolly is famously more open than the Spurs uh, ever were uh, under Buford and, and Popovich. He is... He is, you know, kind of set this tone, but really it comes from Josh Kroenke. And one of the reasons the Spurs were able to be the Spurs is because Tim Duncan let them do whatever they wanted to do. Um, you, are, you are controlled by your superstar. Superstars make the most difference in, in the league. It, it, and people don't understand when they look at the Spurs how Tim Duncan literally made everything they did possible. He allowed Greg Popovich to coach the way he did. He allowed the Spurs to make personnel decisions, aside from 2001 when he almost left, which people always forget about. Um, they, 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 they do all of these, these things, and all of this was allowed specifically because of Tim Duncan. This was not an organizational thing or anything like that. You have seen the, the Spurs sans Tim Duncan um, since post-90s. Um, they were dependent on him because the superstar set the tone and he allowed the organization to do whatever they want. In a lot of sense, Jokic has done the same thing. But the problem is Duncan was going to stay for a long time because it was in his personality to do so. I don't necessarily think that's the same for Nikola Jokic. Um, we don't know for sure. He could fool me and play for 20 years. Um, but the I think there is an increasing acceptance that Jokic is probably one of those candidates to Barry Sanders, you know, retire in his prime. And what frustrates me about what the Nuggets did this season is it seems like they've punted on the season by saying rather, you know, by Bruce Brown leaving, which is something they couldn't control. I'm not blaming them for the loss of Bruce Brown. What I do struggle with is the notion that draft picks will be the replacement that is where, obviously, because the forget Reggie Jackson for a second, because he was obviously just a guy they were going to just give money to. Because there was a make, I'm sure there 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 is an element of make good with with Reggie here, but they saved their taxpayer mid level for him, and are heavily counting on rookies and second year players and a and a defensive and a second unit that will be scoring challenged. And I think that this is where I struggle with what the Nuggets approach has been, because it doesn't seem to me like you are maximizing the Jokic window. 
And it seems to me like, in just as someone who's observing this, the Nuggets are counting on Jokic being here for a long time. They are counting on spursing this to where they can take a dip for for a year and then come back stronger. And I am one of those people who doesn't like wasted years. And this feels like a wasted year. Maybe, you know, maybe that part's the Debbie Downer. But with Jokic, there's no guarantee he's going to be here 20 years. There's no guarantee he's going to be here 15 years. There's no guarantee he's going to be here even after his max extension is done. And I think that is where we kind of, I hope the Nuggets understand the urgency of having a superstar. I really do. Um, obviously there's salary constraints and all of that. And, you know, look, there's going to, if, if there's ever a team that's going to use the second apron as an excuse to not go into it, it's the Denver Nuggets. Um, and I don't think that as much as a factor as being bold and being understanding that you have a small window. And I don't think the Nuggets are cognizant of the small window that they have. And I don't want to look back on this era with Nikola Jokic and think of missed opportunities. And Austin Rivers, to an extent, is is probably right. I don't think he has the greatest Jokic insight. I don't think anyone does. Um, maybe some Serbian friends of his in the league. Maybe maybe Vlatko Chanchar, uh, who's Slovenian, but maybe he knows. Um, maybe maybe some others do. Okay, but I don't sense that people know how long Jokic is going to be around. And I just don't want to look back on this era after the Nuggets won a title and think they wasted an opportunity to be repeat champions. And this year, the way it's been approached, I just don't feel that. I, I, and just in my gut, I think the Nuggets are going all in on next year, not this year. Um, and I think that could be a mistake um, because you don't want to leave anything to chance. Um Counting a, t- a championship team, counting on as heavily on rookies as the Nuggets are going to be, is is a mistake as far as I'm concerned. Um, the Nuggets have confidence in their their draft picks, and I think they have too much confidence in their draft picks. But a- anyone who's listening to this, please listen and uh, record this and uh, show it back to me if I'm wrong. Okay, I have no I have no pride. You can do whatever you want. Um, so anyway, second half of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about ESPN, the NBA media deal, and the complications that are happening due to the precipitous precipitous dis- decline of ESPN as a stock and as a as a viable product for for Disney, and how the NBA kind of cut off its nose despite its face. We'll be getting to that in the second half of the podcast. But first, I want to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines. Located between 18th and 19th and a Blake and Moisey in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, go in and get some reds, whites, basically whatever. You know, they've got locations in Fort Collins and uh, Golden. Um, they got their original place in Sonoma County, California. Uh, and, uh, of course, out here in the dairy block. Um, I haven't been there for a while, but it's one of my favorite places to go in Denver. So really, and actually right now is the best time to go. Um, September, late September in Denver and into early October is the best time in Denver, Colorado. Um, so go out and get, if you're going to a, the 
watch the Rockies lose. Um, go get stop there first or stop there afterwards. Um, if you uh, are just going downtown with some friends and want to have a drink, uh, they're a great place to just sit, vibe, and have just a great time sitting on the wonderful uh, uh, outside, outside patio or inside on one of the couches. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field or in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in and talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. ESPN has a problem, and therefore the NBA has a problem. And it's not because of streaming and it's not because of any other factor other than the other than it's something I pointed out. Oh, I don't know, two two months ago, maybe two and a half months ago, was the NBA made a mistake in two thousand and I think it was one when they made their new media deal. Um, they they went all in on ESPN. They went all in on cable. And they went uh, all in as far as putting their eggs into one basket, which is something the NBA has done. They did it with NBC in the 90s. They did it with CBS in the 80s. Um, it is something that the NBA does. Um, they've always kind of, uh, they've, they've not been, for, an, for a league that's as progressive as the NBA is, they kind of have some old ideas. And this is part of that. Um, they've been with ESPN for so long, too long. Um, over 20 years now, 21 years. And the ABC CB, uh, ESPN thing has progressed into something that has stifled the NBA and has hurt coverage um, because of ESPN's rather large monopoly on NBA coverage. Um, they have been getting away with a not covering teams. Um, I pointed this out on Twitter. They have the Nuggets won a title last last year and they have no dedicated person out here in, in Denver. None. Uh, they have Om Young Mizuk, who uh, primarily covers the Clippers and does uh, most of his coverage of the Denver Nuggets remotely. Um, and the Athletic, uh, obviously, is not part of ESPN. The Athletic had Tony Jones, who covered, they haven't had a beat writer for the Nuggets since January of 2021. We're coming up on three years not having a beat writer for the Nuggets. And so they had to share with the Utah Jazz. Um, this team won a title. They probably deserve a little more respect than that. Um, but going into that, the ESPN has been diminishing as a stock. And one of their solutions has always been to focus on the big the big guys, the markets, the, the New York, uh, you know, the East Coast, the Upper East Coast and Mid-Atlantic uh, and California. And to some different extent, the Southwest, very specifically Texas, but it is it is primarily a California and upper upper Northeast uh, and Mid Atlantic kind of organizational focus. So, what has happened is while people have been cord cutting and doing all this stuff, ESPN has been not been able to pivot correctly. Um, they went on all in, all in on hot takes and stuff to try to gin up their their terrestrial station, and have been suffering through uh, carriage disputes, kind of like altitude, uh, like uh, like they have, um, in order to support their contracts with the NFL and NBA, and to a much lesser extent, uh, the NHL. They've had to do 
ridiculous things in order to drive up ratings, in order to justify advertising costs and all that stuff. And meanwhile, you have um, the reports that come out that Bob Iger, the CEO of uh, of ESP, of, excuse me, of Disney, was either was looking for ways to partner directly with leagues uh, on ESPN because ESPN has just become a almost a sunk cost because no one is consuming it the way they used to. Now there, it was pointed out on locked on nuggets with, uh, with Matt Moore and swipe a cam that they, you know, the, they were talking about the NBA having a streaming, uh, opportunity on HBO max because of the Warners slash Turner, um, uh, partnership, which is only because Turner is part of the Warners family. Um, I don't anticipate signing up for uh, HBO Max to see games because I I have DirecTV, so and you know, obviously that allows me to see the, the to see altitude. The RSN collapse is a tangential thing that is very team related. That is team revenue related. This is directly the NBA. The NBA has always suffered because they are much like Major League Baseball and and the NHL. There are more. RSN based than the NFL, which is exclusively national TV. Every Nut Broncos game is on national TV, whether it's broadcasted regionally or anything like that. It's always on CBS, Fox, or uh, ESPN, or Amazon, or NBC. And they have multiple deals. Uh, the, NB the NBA has always been eggs in one basket, so it's ESPN or Turner. And they have needed to diversify for a long time. Now, the rumor has it that NBC is a major player to be starting to getting some games, um, specifically um, Sunday night games and um, once the NFL season's over and um, some playoff games. Um, now, that is a great idea because the NBA has needed to do that for years. One of the reasons the NBA has kind of struggled with some national TV exposures because they basically took the NBA off of regular TV. You used to be able to get uh, NBA triple header on uh, or, or double header on Saturdays or Sundays um, in the, throughout the, throughout the nineties and, and, and enough people have regular stations in order to be able to see it. You don't have to have a ESPN package in order to see to see games on ABC, you don't have to have any uh, uh, a Comcast Sportsnet or any sort of one of their RSNs to watch games on NBC. Uh, the NBA has needed to put more games on regular channels. Um, so if the NBA is heading that direction, that will help them out considerably. I don't think enough people have done cord cutting to... to um, not justify the use of regular bundling packages and all this stuff. But, you know, it's coming. It's coming. The day is coming where it's not going to be a factor. There have been rumors that Apple has been interested uh, in following up their MLS uh, package with an NBA package. Um, there have been rumors of Apple being interested in ESPN. There have been all these things floating around and the NBA is, is probably exploring all of their options. I have no doubt they will still 
do another package with ESPN, but ESPN's monopoly on coverage of the NBA will be severely diminished in this next round. Uh, the NBA, I think, has understood that they made a mistake. They made a mistake in going all in on ESPN. More than anything like that, though, is that the NBA's coverage really diminished and really got worse over the years as ESPN struggled with trying to regain ratings and devolved into hot take artists and everything being a first take thing. I mean, that really just started the last six, seven years, but it got worse. And we saw that as a perfect example of that this last season as the uh, Denver Nuggets and Nicole Jokic specifically were subject to some of the most, in my view, some of the most shameful coverage I've heard uh, of, a, of a sports team as slash individual in, in my 30, well, at this point, 36 years of watching the Denver Nuggets, 37 years. Um, so I think, I think we understand that this Denver Nuggets team is, it was hurt by the way ESPN covers things. And the only way to make a team, make a coverage more diverse and guarantee more eyeballs on you and to get the more rounded coverage that the NBA needs is that you need more eggs in baskets. And I think the NBA understands that now they need another hub. And I think, I think this is my opinion. I think the NBA, you're going to see in this next package a diverse set of options. And there will be a heavy emphasis away from ESPN. And this is the way it's needed to be. Um, and hopefully that will improve coverage. You know, uh, when people talk about the new NBA deals that are coming up and all that stuff, they, they neglect to say how, how, Due to the way the the ESPN structures their coverage, they have to go with the the coasts, and there's the majority of teams in the NBA aren't don't reside on the coasts, and it makes and it makes it seem like they are deliberately undercovering this team. Be it the Denver Nuggets, be it the Milwaukee Bucks, you know. You know, even the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Suns tend to get more, uh, uh, more attentive coverage than most of the landlocked teams in the in the uh, in the league. Um, so it it really has got to a point where this the NBA can make a statement with the new media rights deal when it when it finally is announced that we are not happy with the way ESPN has done their coverage and we are going to evolve into something greater it's kind of like the nfl you know if you have enough national tv options and and if you and if your deals are based around that you can you can diversify your coverage and you won't have to be as eggs in one basket as they have been with espn which really i think the nba did itself a disservice as far as the rsns go i have no idea um phoenix is trying the going all in on on over the air tv and uh, it'll, I think people in the league are watching that pretty intently to see how that works, to see how they can manage that sort of thing. It may be only a temporary thing with uh, the Suns, but uh, it'll be interesting to watch because it's uh, with the RSN model is definitely dead. It will be interesting to see if 
what Phoenix is doing can translate to the rest of the league, and maybe that can show them a way forward if it works. If not, I can't. I have no. I have uh, you know every every inclination to believe that the Suns will go immediately to a streaming cable package. So. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, thank you. I'm going to like try and do this news and notes thing. I mean, you all are rolling your eyes right now, but I'm going to try to do this news and notes thing every Saturday. So uh, stay tuned for that, and I'll be doing more podcasts here in the future. So I'll be talking to you later.